Our psalm tonight is Psalm 34 from page, uh, starts on page 380. The Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 34 on page 380. I will always give thanks unto the Lord. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, praise the Lord with me, and let us magnify his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Yea, he delivered me out of all, all my fear. They had an eye unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Lo, the poor crieth, and the Lord heareth him. Yea, and saveth him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord tarrieth round about them that fear him, and delivereth him. O taste and see how gracious the Lord is. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye that are his saints, for they that fear him lack nothing. The lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall want no manner of thing that is good. Come, ye children, and hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that lusteth to live, and would fain see good days? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips that they speak no guile. Eschew evil and do good, seek peace and ensue it. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. The countenance of the Lord is against them that do evil, to root out the remembrance of them from the earth. 
the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth them, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of contrite heart, and will save such as be of an humble heart. Great are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of all. He keepeth all his bones, so that not one of them is broken. But misfortune shall slay the ungodly, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord delivereth the souls of his servants, and all they that put their trust in him shall not be destitute. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-sixth verse of the eighteenth chapter of the book of Ezekiel. When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and dies in it, it is because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies. Again, when a wicked man turns away from the wickedness which he has committed, and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself alive, because he considers and turns away from all the transgressions which he committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, is it not my ways which are fair, and your ways which are not fair? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent, and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore turn and live. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the forty-third verse of the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now after the two days he departed from there and went to Galilee, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did in Jerusalem at the feast, for they also had gone to the feast. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, 
Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better, and they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed, and his whole household. This again is the second sign Jesus did when he, came, when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. Mighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of Thy people, and grant us Thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Looking at Psalm 34, we see an invitation in verse 3, and it's, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. So. 
what we've read this week in the um, morning prayer and throughout the evening prayer is that we're we're invited. Uh, we're invited by wisdom to follow God, but at the same time, especially as we read in Proverbs, folly and sin invites us too to an easier, quicker. Uh, possibly more quickly rewarding way. So our job as Christians is to believe and to respond to the right invitation. So a thought I have as reading this psalm is when God has becomes our shepherd and our refuge, our fortress, then we reach out to him and from this broken world and we feel at home even though we're still walking on the way. So looking at Ezekiel, we see some foundational principles here. Uh, one of them is that judgment is according to the individual faith, and he's judging the individual for for what they do. And so we've been reading all throughout the Old Testament, Israel gets judged. But remember, when people were sinning, they got judged. We saw that in the Exodus uh, when groups of people were judged for their individual sin. And then one person in particular took something he wasn't supposed to and was um, um, sorted out for his sin and judged. So each person in a body is responsible for their own actions. And it's important. I remember, um, of course, uh, sports is such a... Um, microcosm of life and so if I did my job on the football field and the other guy did his job and the running back did their job we would be okay but if one person didn't do their job the chances of something uh, successful happening were less and in a body of Christ we're individuals we respond to God but we have a corporate responsibility as part of the body so it's probably just good to remember so God will judge, we read in verse 30 of Ezekiel, therefore I will judge, and he will judge each person for his own life. But remember, he judges the wicked, but he's inviting us to repentance the whole time. So we have a hope that we can replace the ruin that we deserve through faith in God. In verse 31, the prophet speaks for God and says, get a new heart. And the key to our life and our triumph over death is conversion, conversion of the heart. But it's also repentance from sin as we grow and uh, wax stronger in the Lord because we walk with him in our life of prayer. And we've read uh, that God would give us a new spirit from the prophets. And we've also read where the prophets has, have told us to circumcise our hearts. In other words, it's not just what we do on the outside, but our whole inside has to change. And of course, we do that by living the life of prayer. Another important thing uh, we read in Psalms 116 that the death of his saints is precious to him. And in verse 32, we understand here that he, he's, our death is precious to God because as we go into his kingdom and, and come into his nearer presence, but he has no pleasure when a person dies without repentance. That's not his goal for, for each man. His, his goal and his hope is that they turn and live. Of course, he doesn't force them to do that. It's their choice. But um, God is not one that is like we are sometimes. Uh, I think we feel like, well, gee, we want to see something bad happen to that person because he did a bad thing. So Ezekiel was a preacher of repentance, and God's offer of mercy comes to the penitent. In, in um, John, we see uh, the second of eight signs Jesus do, does in, in the Gospel of John. And um, we see that the people, uh, the man was repeatedly, the, the uh, the man who wanted his, the nobleman's, uh, wanted his childhood, he was repeatedly begging Jesus. And what we see here is like an approach 
it seems like it's more out of desperation rather than in appreciation of who Jesus really was. I mean, they all knew that it says that they showed up be almost like it was a show. Hey, the miracle guy's coming. Let's go see what he has tonight. It wasn't about coming to worship or coming to appreciate who he was. So um, their, their whole motivation was centered on his reputation as a miracle worker rather than a Messiah. But these signs also helped people understand that, um, that he was the Messiah. So there were eight signs. We turned the water into wine, this healing of the nobleman's son. He healed the man at the pool. He fed 5,000. He walked on water. And he healed the man born blind and resurrected Lazarus in John 11. It's important to know that because... Uh, Jesus performed his signs in front of all his disciples. And the reason, as John said, that all these things, that he wrote this book and told us all about it, as we read in John 20, that all may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and through believing they may have life in his name. So what God wants us to have is life. So John the Baptist from, from uh, prison hears about what Jesus is doing, and he sent his disciples and said, are you the one or do we look for another? And this is the other reason these or these signs are important, is because the prophets predicted that the, um, the Messiah would do these things. And Jesus answers, go and tell John the things which you hear, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And... Um, Blessed is he that is not offended because of me. In other words, they that believe. So one of the problems is people try to make Jesus what they want him to be rather than see him for who he is. And uh, Bishop's always told us that our job is to understand and, and uh, determine who God is and see God for who he is and then to realize who we are in relation to God. And we prayed in our colic, grant us the peace, grant us thy peace all the days of our life. So the way to that peace is through faith in God, not the, the folly of the world. And he invites us to faith, to renounce the temporal, the worldly, and to accept the eternal, the kingdom that he mentioned to Pilate at his trial that was not of this world. So we have to decide which invitation do we accept. And I think a lot of us think, well, we already accepted the right one, but it's, it's a continual decision because we're constantly challenged in this life. So we have to continually stand faithful, and stand obedient to God and plan always to walk in his way. Let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's good to pray with you this evening. Um, this last, the last uh, evening prayer of second Sunday after Epiphany, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow in the third Sunday after Epiphany. Thank you, Robert, for reading your comforting voice and bringing the message to us. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Good night. Bye. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. You too.